Welcome to another episode of Taking You to the Top. In this podcast, Rami spends time speaking with founders and CEOs from across the globe and asks them specific questions to learn exactly how they built and launched their businesses. So sit back, relax, and get ready to learn. Are you ready to take it to the top? Welcome to episode number 36 of Taking You to the Top. Today's guest is the founder of BizDev Global. BizDev Global helps high-tech startups find their first customers. Technology sales is hard. Finding the first customers for a new product is harder. BizDev Global is a team of experienced technology sales pros. They know how to research markets, talk to technical managers, and introduce you to companies in your target market. Join Rami in welcoming him to the show. If you have any questions for our guest today, please leave them in the comments section below. Also, if you'd like to get more data on any of our guests, please download the Taking You to the Top app from our website. That being said, we hope you enjoy today's episode. Okay, Dave, thank you so much for joining me today. It's episode number 36 of Taking You to the Top. Thank you for joining me. Pleasure to be here. So Dave, if you can get us started by introducing yourself and maybe taking us back from the beginning, tell us where you're from, where your journey started, and how that led you to becoming the founder of your company. So I started life as an engineer from MIT, uh, came out to Silicon Valley, uh, worked as an engineer at uh, two or three different companies, and uh, discovered Nirvana, true Nirvana as an engineer for me okay. was an applications engineer. Okay. And it was the most exciting job I ever had in my life. I think to, uh, uh, it might be called a sales engineer today, but it's the engineer in the uh -huh. sales team who supports the customer, does the demos, uh, does the evaluations and uh, helps the customer understand the product. And it was the most exciting, fun work I ever did. Where, if you could put that on a timeline for us, um, was that much earlier before you joined, uh, you started your company? It was really just before. Um, okay. That, uh, I, I did that for about 10 years, nine years, and um, for an exciting company and for a couple of others, but they all ended the same way. They all ended where there was no match. Where, where, where the company inevitably introduced a product that did not match what the customer needed. And we ended up frustrated trying to sell them something that they didn't want. Right. And I'm assuming because of that frustration, you decided to create a solution. I was very frustrated and I absolutely <laughs> wanted to create a solution. How do you learn? As engineers, you know, we had no training and no background in this. How do you learn what product that a customer wants to buy? And, exactly. you know, born from my frustration, I started uh, my first market research firm. And that's BizDev Global. That's the progenitor of BizDev Global. I've actually, uh, I got drawn back into the company side twice over my 
career, uh, where I where I became was recruited back as a uh, VP marketing two different times uh, to okay. work for startups, and we exited both of those, and then I started the uh, consulting again. All right. So could you tell us more about BizDev Global and what that solution is? So at bizdev.global, we answer two questions for high tech companies. Is there a market there? And where's the sweet spot? Is there a market there? Is that fundamental existential question where um, do people want this technology of ours, which is usually yes, but more importantly, how do they want it? Do which aspect of it, which pro which problem do they want us to solve first, and uh, how does that product need to work? And if you think about it, um, early stage companies often get those uh, questions wrong. Right. Um, among the most common things they get wrong is to introduce a a raw technology that doesn't interface with the rest of the world or is lacking key APIs or key interfaces, or doesn't interface with the right data. They chose to interface with uh, one data stream and not, not the correct data stream or not the data stream that would have led to the uh, fastest growth for their company, right? Or they choose okay. to solve the wrong aspect of the problem or an incomplete aspect of the problem, assuming that their customers would integrate uh, them with other solutions uh, uh, to uh, to build a complete product got it and uh in terms of the revenue model of bizdev global um is it like a per project basis yeah bizdev global is a services company that does research projects on behalf of uh, uh on behalf of companies that want to understand their market better that's correct okay and um how many projects would you say you do in a in a year just so we have a you know an idea of the size of the business so we do between 15 and 25 projects a year i think is uh, yeah that's for the last several years okay got it and when when was bizdev global launched what year this most recent incarnation was launched when we sold uh, the last startup to uh, a company called Synopsys in 2012. Okay. So that's what I've you been launched. providing. I've been providing running companies that provide essentially the same service since 1991. Okay. Got it. And uh, could you tell us the current company team size for BizDev Global? Uh, well, in the, the way we measure that in the states is in uh, in 2019 we had six payroll and uh, probably 29, 20, 28 or 29 1099 forms, which are contractors. Contractors. Okay. Great. So if you don't mind, Dave, uh, we'll move on to the economics of the company, just to understand whether the company was bootstrapped or you raised capital. Uh, as a services firm, always bootstrapped. Um, okay. There's uh, services firms are not very attractive to investors because, right. uh, compared to a product firm where the incremental cost of the last product uh, can be very low and the and the profit very high, uh, an investor is more interested in in that type of return for their money uh, rather than a services firm that uh, is always. Uh, 
is always struggling to mark up um, mark up an hour of labor to a, a higher rate to build a customer. Okay, so um, on average, how much did you put into the company to get it off the ground initially? Well, again, Rami, as a services firm, uh, if you know how to find customers and uh, sell a service to customers, uh, there's very seldom a reason to invest capital to start the company. You can bootstrap directly from customer revenue. And that's what I've done uh, in both in both uh, both times we started uh, the company. Okay, got it. So do you think it would be safe to say you wouldn't consider any funding in the future for expansion? It wouldn't be required? No, no. Uh, okay. uh, especially with cash revenue, uh, not, uh, investment is, uh, is, is not really on the table. All right, got it. Um, and how, how does revenue look like today for the company? A uh, bit over a million dollars a year okay. for the last several years. Got it. Um, Dave, so this next section is for entrepreneurs who are just starting their journey. And, you know, usually one of the biggest questions for them is, how do I get my first customers? So how, how did you go about getting your first customers? <laughs> I stumbled around. Uh, okay. and talked to contacts, talked to everyone I had ever worked with. And gradually uh, from those phone calls, back in the day it was phone calls, and uh -huh. from those phone calls and meetings, uh, because you always meet with people, people uh, do business with people they meet face to face. Right. Um, from those phone calls and meetings, gradually and slowly built, uh, you know, built a client base. Um, and we're going to, you know, I know one of your questions at the end is what do I wish I knew as a, uh, my 20 year old self, uh, uh -huh. boy, do I, did I learn a lesson, uh, <laughs> that I, uh, wish I had known literally 20 years sooner. <laughs> so, I mean, was it always phone calls? Did you ever switch to maybe a digital marketing format to get your first customers? Oh, of course. Uh, okay. but. Uh, in the 80s, there was no web, right. and in the 90s, it was a uh, crude early stage thing with uh, low penetration in business. So uh, it wasn't until the 2000s that uh, you know that uh, the the web and the internet became a uh, daily and then the dominant form of communication, right? Sure. And uh, what would you say was your top or is your top marketing channel today? Today, I am very commonly invited to be a uh, guest speaker at uh, startup accelerators okay. um, and other startup events. And that uh, back in the day, many years ago, I would speak at uh, startup conventions, right? And trade shows. Okay. Um, and uh, so I guess really that's the same answer from uh, 30 years ago till now. It's always been group events uh, where someone or more than one have come up to me afterwards and say, that's what you said is really interesting and it describes our problem well. Maybe you can help us. Okay. So I'm seeing a trend here. Face-to-face -face seems to be the winner for you. Well, Rami, this is a uh, poorly kept secret in B2B. Yeah. Um, it's very difficult to do a 20000 $100,000, $1 million deal 
uh, with a business, without that business, without meeting that business and sitting face to face or Zoom to Zoom with uh, <laughs> the customers at that business to uh, look at them, build a relationship, understand their problem and solve it for them. Okay. And whereas I recognize that uh, in e-commerce, you know, the progress of e-commerce over the last uh, two decades uh, means that an enormous portion of B2C is now uh, conducted online and, and that growth is, is going to do nothing but continue. Um, it's very rare for a company to buy a new, anything from a new air conditioning unit to a new network uh, system to a new uh, jet engine from right. somebody they, uh, you know, from a form on a website. Absolutely. And this journey, I, I, I noticed when going through your, uh, your profile that there was an addition to this or a new company has formed. So your journey with BizDev Global, where has that led you to today? This year, 2020, yeah. uh, I'm launching SalesDev.Global. And SalesDev.Global is an online coaching, training, and uh, community support uh, site to help B2B startups learn how to engage with customers. When you talk to somebody who's just starting a B2B company um, to sell a new software product, a hardware product, whatever, mm -hmm. one of their biggest questions is, where am I going to find customers? How am I going to engage with them? How do I get people to test my MVP? Right. Um, and how do, I, how do I price the product and how do I ramp sales? Uh, and salesdev.global is a community forum and with uh, on-demand training and live uh, live coaching sessions to solve exactly that for startup founders. So that just launched 2020. It's launching now as we speak. Perfect. And where, where can we go and learn more about that? Salesdev.global. Perfect. So Dave, if you don't mind, we, we can wrap up with the famous five. The famous five. I'm ready for you. All right. Number one, what's your favorite business book? Uh, the one that I've come back to more than any other over the years uh, mm -hmm. in doing market research and uh, helping companies find their market and uh, grow their sales is a classic called Crossing the Chasm. It's, uh, the chasm. it's a uh, classic at this point and uh, has never gone out of style. And who, who's the author of that book? The author is a gentleman by the name of Joffrey Moore, uh, and he built his uh, model about technology product sales on top of some research done in the 50s about adoption of potato strains in the, in the American Midwest. But uh, it, it's all about the way that people adopt innovation, and it's as true today as it was in the 1950s. All right. Um, number two, is there a CEO you're following or studying? Boy, if you ask me over time, the one that I've paid the most attention to, I guess it would have to be Jason Calacanis, the uh -huh. host of This Week in Startups. And I think most of your audience will probably be aware of him already. Yep. But for those who aren't, uh, check out This Week in Startups. Uh, talking to you in, in 2020, they've done well over a thousand episodes of interviews with startup entrepreneurs and investors and uh, people involved all over the startup ecosystem. 
Um, it's, uh, it's a fascinating slice of the entire startup and funding ecosystem. Perfect. And uh, number three, what's your favorite online tool for growing your business? Well, the one I've been paying for the longest, so I guess that means it's my favorite, is Zoom. Um, I've been a customer of Zoom for at least five years now. Uh -huh. um, and, you know, it was such a relief when, when moving from WebEx to Zoom, it was like being, it was like uh, achieving Nirvana. Uh, you know, WebEx <laughs> was so painful and Zoom was so amazing. Um, and I know WebEx is caught up, but uh, Zoom just uh, continues, especially when you're when you're sharing audio and video, system audio and uh, video files. Right. Zoom is uh, by far, I think, the best uh, solution out there, and uh, I'm on it every day. I mean, what's funny is I use the the personal the personal meeting uh, ID with Zoom, yeah. and it, uh, sometimes uh, my uh, you know my I'll have a nine o'clock call and a ten o'clock call, and sometimes the ten o'clock will join in on the nine o'clock because <laughs> I use the same code without a password. So we yeah. all have to start using the passwords now. Sure. Um, number four, if you could give your 20 year old self a piece of advice, what would that be? Oh my God. Help people for free. Go out and offer free advice, free help, free support, free real help to people who need it. It'll come back to you a, th a thousand X. Um, I wish I had learned that lesson, uh, when I first started the service business. Um, but I didn't. Um, and, uh, somehow, somehow made it work despite myself. But, uh, when you go out and help, let's just say an accelerator, you go and help an accelerator by teaching yeah. a class on business development or sales development or how to find customers. Um, then for the next five years, you get periodic phone calls. You know, you taught this class five years ago and, uh, uh, you, you what, what you said made a lot of sense and, and, and we want your help. Sure. Yeah. Okay. So it comes back at a later time. Comes back to you. Sometimes it comes that day. <laughs> All right. And the last question is how many hours of sleep do you get every night? <laughs> I love this question because no one has ever asked it. Um, I no longer set an alarm uh, uh, because I'll wake up after six and a half or seven hours fully refreshed. Okay. Perfect. Well, Dave, thank you so much for joining me today. It's been an absolute pleasure. And I hope maybe we can do a, a full follow-up about salesdev.global in the future. That'd be great. Looking forward to it. Thank you so much, Dave. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thanks for watching today's episode. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast on any of the available podcast platforms so you don't miss any upcoming episodes. If you have an extra minute, leaving a review would help us grow.